It's the Fat Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. We got Vance in the front of the Ranger. We have Todd on speakerphone. And um, I'll just hit the plugs real quick. FatEasyMuskie.com, FatEasyMuskie Products on Facebook. And uh, we have Todd Young, friend him on Facebook. MCFishingGuides.com and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. And Fat Easy Muskie Products is also on Instagram. Vance is looking at that right now. And Todd is playing on his computer. Um, I'm trying to shut it off. I'm, I didn't go to my uh, I didn't go to my garage today because it's like twelve it's, degrees out there. It's so. actually February weather. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like winter finally came. My daughter's going to sleep over there. They don't have school tomorrow, so I can stay inside and she won't like run in. And that's why I do it in the garage. I try to. Otherwise, I'll get interrupted a lot. So there you go. Yeah. Nice. So you're going to stay warm. I'm, I'm nice and warm. Got some long johns on. Good. Winter weather. <clears throat> Perfect. Well, if anybody's been following any musky flea market, musky buy-sell trade, oh, musky flea market discussion, musky sucka-free, whatever that is, um, this podcast has been two weeks in the making. Um, we originally had a guest plan, just things did not work out. So we are going to wing it. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, and uh, we're going to be hitting on more than just a boga grip. Uh, like I said, we had to restructure some stuff. We're going to do a little bit more controversial topics. We're going to see how far we can go. We have a whole list. This might be, um, there might be a couple of these controversial ones. You know, we're going to just see how far this goes and uh, just discuss things. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are just taking opinions on different topics based on what they see, hear, and read of other people's opinions. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But what something that I don't like to see is if someone takes a stance and then you question it, they have nothing to back it up because they just literally leaned on the opinion of another person without actually thinking it through. So the, the, the thought with this podcast... Such is life. Such is life. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people do it. And I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying that what we're saying is the gospel or anything like that. But I'm saying these, what we're going to be talking about is stuff that we've thought through, stuff that we've lived, and what we feel strongly about. It, and it's an opinion. And like all opinions, they're going to change. They're going to evolve. Um, but, you know, this is this is where we're at right now. And I'm going to tell you what, we probably got the best person that handles one of the, the most muskies I've ever, of a person that I know. Andy, thank you very much for saying that about me. This I know. So we got Vance talking. here. So you're in the, how many years you've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about Todd. Okay. Um, but you're number two. <laughs> you're, 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 you're second place. Nice. Um, but it's just food for thought. There's going to be people out there that will instantly disagree with what we're saying. That's fine. I, I, we have no problem with anybody's opinion, really. But if, if I like to... When someone comes up to me and they say, I don't agree with your opinion, I'll say, well, that's fine. This is why I feel this way. And I can at least back up why I feel that way. And if it's a good discussion and exchange of ideas, someone will say, well, I still don't agree, but I can see where you're coming from. To me, that's, that's learning from each other, is the open mind, the free-flowing exchange of ideas, and just thinking about something, not just saying, well, I'm doing this because 
so-and-so had this opinion, I'm taking it. It's really easy to take that road. We're just going to highlight some of the things that, why we feel this way about a, a certain topic. And we have a ton of topics here, but the number one we're going to talk about is the boga grip. And, you know, there's just some clarifications on this that, that need to be made. Um, so I guess I, I could keep droning on and on. Anyways, uh, enjoy this. This Think about it. Don't come in with a prejudice. This is just a basic discussion, exchange of ideas. So uh, let's, let's start off. Todd, do you want to give any, any credentials or anything to kind of back up, you know, Anything that, that we're going to be saying from here, you know, you were how old when you caught your first muskie? Yeah, I was like uh, eight years old. So 47 uh, or eight, 1977. So I would have been about eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I like the way Andy, Andy brought that in. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there who've caught a lot more fish than I have. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys that handle a lot more fish than I do. But, you know, I also, you know, as, as we get into this, you know, this, is, this has been a passion of mine since I was a little kid. I grew up doing this. The last thing we want to do is harm, harm any of these fish. I mean, nowadays. But, you know, going back to the beginning, you know, we used very small lures, bass-type stuff, bass-type rods and reels. You know, a lot of stuff had single hooks. And we would bring them up to land the fish. I mean, it was like you either were going to kill the fish because it was legal, or you were a little one that you were just going to grab it behind the head and, uh, you know, take the hook out with a pair of pliers, you know, use a net, whatever. The other way we started handling a lot was with a gaff hook. You know, I would sl- you, you would slide the gaff up under the, uh, up under the lower jaw and, uh, you know, pick it up that way. That way you didn't have to deal with a net, putting a fish in the net. They didn't have all these uh, thin-proof, hook-proof nets back then. It was a nylon net. It was a pain in the A-double, you know what. So, you know, when it was one you weren't going to try to keep. What Was it that knotted, we, that really the thin? the way we did it, you know. <laughs> they still have those. What Was it that knotted material where it's like knotted nylon that... that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the, only, that's the only net we knew about. You talk about being hard about a fish. Uh, it's like you know, that. So, I mean, obviously, if we knew the fish wasn't a legal fish, we weren't going to keep it. You know, the, then the goal was just to get it off and get it back in the water. Uh, you either picked it up or you did it, or, or you, you know, sometimes there's not an option to pick it up behind the head or under the gill plate if there's a lure laying right there, which that, that happens now still to this day. But, uh, you know, I remember that, you know, we used to use that gaff and I was accustomed to using it. We had a, I had a little gaff. Much bigger than a hook, and I would slip it under there in in the little slots, the the little uh, soft spot between her tongue and her jaw. And you'd pick it up, and you would cut the hooks or do whatever, and then, then you would then you would release the fish. Uh, gas were outlawed up in the state of New York when I started fishing there, which would have been in that same time period. So I don't know how long they've been outlawed, but you weren't allowed to use gas hooks up there. And I would go to New York, and we would catch a fish, and I didn't want to net it because I knew I didn't want to keep the fish. And uh, you're sitting there looking at the fish, and I felt I I felt lost. I didn't know what to do because my release technique was not in play anymore. You know, uh, I I couldn't use my gaff to like hold the fish while I was trying to cut hooks out. 
Now, what, and, uh, what, what, was the, what was the advantage of the gaff? What, what would, you know, you get the, the fish... Gaff, to... The gaff would be the same thing as what we're doing with the bogey grip, only they could jump off the gaff, and plus you definitely put a hole in them there. If you didn't place the gaff right, you could cause a lot of damage. Believe me, I haven't used the gaff in years, and I would never use one again. But the advantage was when you get the fish in by the boat, uh, being able to put that, you know, put place the gaff under the jaw, under under his jaw, and poke it through. Now his mouth is open to get the hooks cut out, pulled out, however you're going to do it. And uh, you know, rather than having a fish swimming around uh, that, that 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 you don't want to put in the net, and uh, you know, once you get him hooked, now the next big process is trying to get him unhooked. You know, we spend the whole time trying to catch these things, and. Uh, uh, we 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 instantly just jump into the thought of okay now I got to get it off and we got to get it back in the water. That's the fishing mentality. That's my fishing mentality. That's that's what all the musky fishermen are doing nowadays. And it's I mean it, it's great. It's important, but you know the tools have evolved through the years. Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you you know. For, for those, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of first-time listeners on this podcast. Now, for those who don't know, Todd is owner-operator of Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. On average, over the last five years, how many people have you taken out a year? Yeah, we're doing, I mean, on average, you know, 75 trips a year. You know, I, 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 in the last five years, I fished about 100 days a year. Okay. Now... You probably don't have the numbers because I'm hitting you cold on this. How many first muskies have people caught while fishing with you last year, the last couple of years or whatever? Generalize. Yeah, in, in the last few years, a couple hundred. I mean, we probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 guys catch the first muskie. Guys, women, children catch the first muskie they've ever caught on, on, on trips with me just, just last season. So, you know, I, I do deal with a lot of the first-time people, but this is, you know, I handle fish the same way usually. Obviously, I do a lot of water releasing if I don't have clients. I mean, when I have clients, you got to get these fish in. People want to get a picture. Uh, that's their right. That's what I'm doing. Uh, so I do have to handle the fish a little bit. I mean, I've gone on trips to Canada where we've caught 50 fish, and I never even netted one fish. I mean, we, we bring them in, I will pick them with the boga, take the hooks out. If it's a good one, every once in a while you get a good one that, that we want to get a picture of. And, uh, you know, we bring it on board and do it that way. I mean, my net, there, there, there were years when I'm not got, when I wasn't on, you know, when I'm not on guiding trips, there's a lot of times the net, I don't even take it when I go by myself. I'd rather just handle the, if I'm fishing alone, I would rather just deal with the fish why would I want to put the thing in the net? Now I got to deal with the net and the rod and the fish. It's easier for me just to bring the fish in, grab grab the fish with the boat grip, do my cutting, do my unhooking, and release the fish that way. Uh, but the boat is controversial. I mean, is there, there, we're going to be going over a lot of stuff that I deem or we deem as controversial stuff we that we've picked up on over the years. And as Andy said, you know, these are opinions. A lot of these opinions that I have formed, I feel strongly about. 
because I've been through I've, I've been through through this stuff. I don't have really opinions on stuff that I've never done. Uh, most of mine are from firsthand experience. I'm just going to say uh, I deal with the fish the way I feel is the absolute best way to handle the fish. And that's my feelings. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Vance was giving me yeah. a look. I want to just touch base on what exactly happens when you're fishing. Period. Because there's a lot of controversy, and I think we did a, a good bit of an intro for for Todd. He's got. Many muskies, and he, he, has, yeah. he has hardware to back it up if people yep. were into all that stuff. I mean, he has... If they need credentials. Credentials, you know. trophies, you guys can look them up. PMTT championships. Yeah, all that stuff. Him and Wiley. When you fish for... We can, we can now touch base on controversial topics, mm -hmm. which basically <clears throat> happens as soon as you put a bait on the end of your line. Um... When I take it one step. As soon as you say you're going musky fishing. As soon as you're going musky fishing. There is, just to to name a couple, you know. Okay, so I put a bait on. There's controversy with the way it's rigged. If you're live bait fishing, the way it's the hook's on the live bait. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Yeah, every um, aspect is scrutinized. Okay, so then you hook a fish. Mm-hmm. Say I'm casting for a fish. I catch it on whatever. I catch it on a raptor. I catch it on a bucktail, something like that. Okay, the fish is coming in. Um, there is controversy in every aspect of this. Are you, are you playing out the fish for too long? Are you tiring the fish from when it comes into the side of the boat? Okay, you're going to put it in the net now. Mm -hmm. What style is your net? What kind of net do you have? Are you using a net? Are you using a cradle? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are once it's in the net and you do the work on it, how what what tools do you use? Mm -hmm. From the net, how do you get it out of the water? Do mm -hmm. you lift it up parallel to the water line, or mm -hmm. do you? Or is there some type of vertical hold before you pick it up and hold it? How long do you have it out of the water? How are you holding it? it, it How know, far away from your body is, is it? Is it? There is controversy in every yeah. step. Somebody will find something to to look at and raise an eye to. How long did you spend with a fish next to the boat? Next. Were you holding its tail? Were you shoving it off? Were you giving the old heave ho? Sometimes when people yeah. are, are even talking about or when you're when you're releasing a fish. And you're holding its tail. Are you rubbing the natural oils off of the, off of this? If you if you pull it out and you measure it, are you measuring it in the water? Are you measuring it on a bump board? Is the bump board healthy for a fish? Is it? Healthy? <laughs> it, it, it yeah. You know, yep. is are you pinching I, the tail? I, I I I have guys. I've had guys, you know, recently saying I don't fish with lures that have three trebles on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had the road troller this summer. <laughs> I mean, I, mean yeah. I had, I had, a I only use single bait. I only use single hook lures. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> as Van said, bump boards. Oh my gosh, I've I've got into major, 
arguments with people, not arguments, but discussions with people over a bump board. I don't care what your bump board is made out of. You take a fish and you take the time to lay it down on anything, you're removing some slime. If it touches your clothes, you're removing some slime. If the you bear, touch the fish, you're removing yeah. some slime. The bear hug hold that you see on yeah. those big, yeah. big Canadian, that thing's right <laughs> on your body. Yep. Is that rubbing slime off? Well, I wouldn't hold it like that. You know, I just all, yeah. all that stuff. It, it if brings... you're even, it, back to the bump board, if, the, if, you're, if you're measuring the fish in the water, mm -hmm. well, if you put that, we, we measured, in the, measured it in the water. Well, that's really not accurate enough for me to believe that's a 50-incher then mm -hmm. because there was a lot of slack in that line there. You know, you took yeah. a you took a girth on the fish. Well, you just rubbed a bunch of mm -hmm. tape all over its body. Yeah, there's controversy <laughs> yeah. in 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 every. There, there can be. There's potential. There and if if you put it on to where enough eyes see it, it doesn't matter if you catch the next world record. It's going to be scrutinized by. A group of people. Now that group of people might not be the same group of people if you claim something's 50 inches and it's not. It, the groups change. It's, mm. it's what you, you, you put your your chips into what you feel. And you know, it's it, it's crazy because I'm going to swing this break back. I want to get back to the boga. We're 17 minutes into this and I feel we need to first attack that because that's what everyone's saying. But um, the I lost my train of thought. But anyways, <clears throat> it's okay because there's so much controversy. There's so much. There's so many eyes. The, the, what happened this past two weeks? I got so much crap on Facebook. It was fun, you know. It's a little bit exciting, but just for the fact that a tool, just a simple fact that you got a tool, can polarize a group. And what was the neat thing was was once I announced. We're going to be doing a podcast on the boga. All of these pro boga people came out of the woodwork. Like very few will actually wade into the anti boga agenda when someone says, I, I can't believe they're handling this fish this way or that way or this tool or that tool. And as soon as I announced that, I got a lot of support from that. And, you know, a lot of people say they want to listen and wanted to get on, but I was looking for someone that was against the use because I'd like to I'd like to talk to them. I would just want to see and, and hear personal experiences. But anyways, the boga grip. Todd, do you want to talk about the two kinds of bogas? The boga and the non-boga. Yeah, I mean there there I will be the first to admit there is a huge difference there. I've had people come on my boat. I have used some of this other stuff when I was on other people's boats. Uh, you know to me to me there's only one. There's a reason that they cost what they do. Uh, About what I do they cost? Not seen, I have not seen a, I will call them imitation boga, that I would be comfortable having on board my boat. I'm sure some of them are. Uh, I've had experience with some of them. You know, the jaws overlap, different things. I had a, We had a pipe hooked up to one one time that we couldn't even get the dang thing off of it. But, you know, that's the difference of having one that's not made out of stainless steel and things like that. I mean, the boat has been around now for I don't know how many years. I would say at least 20-plus years. Uh, you know, as, as we went back to, uh, you know, my, my initial thing about using the gap, oh, my gosh, when we first saw one of those things and we got one, it was like, wow, this just changed. This just changed a lot for us. You know, this is a game changer. Uh, 
Sometimes it puts a little hole right where just another a hole in there on, on you know between there where you know wherever you bogey them. But uh, uh, do you yeah, feel? I mean, do, there, do you there, feel that the difference that... between the real and the others to me? Yeah. Do you feel that that hole in their bottom mandible somewhere, you know, that little skin, is that detrimental to their health? I, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've, we've caught a fish where I've, that, that we caught not all that long before, and I was like, well, I'll just bogan them where, where we bogan them last week. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's the same as, it, it's the same as driving them through there. I mean, what is the difference whether you're going to reach down there you know, I, I, I felt this, too. I reached onto the net and grabbed the fish under the gill, and when you pick them up, you feel like a little bit of a rip. You feel just something not quite right. Uh, there is no good way to get the fish from the water up into your arms to either measure it, take a picture, or whatever you're going to do. There is no good way of doing it. There's no perfect way. I don't care if you're going to use net. You can, I mean, my gosh, if you netted a fish and bring it in on board. I mean, I've, I've done that on occasions where a fish, I'm sure anybody who's caught very many fish has had the opportunity that, 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 that or had the situation where this had to happen. The fish is in the net. We probably bought, brought two or three on board last year out of about 300 fish that I looked and said, you know what? I, I can't, I'm, it's going to be better for me to bring this fish on board and get the pressure of that net out. They do a barrel roll in the net, something like that. And uh, what, what, what happens? It's it, it tied up so tight that there's no way I'm going to get the fish out of there. Yeah. Now, now, Todd, what happens? The, the, these fish do a barrel roll, and, and what makes it a mess? What makes it a mess is their upper mandible wrapped around their face with an 8-inch lure where they have one hook in their mouth, and the other two are tangled into the net. I mean, I've taken, I've taken my knife and shot my net apart before to try to save a fish. Uh, you can only do that so many times. Uh, I, there's a bunch of holes in my net that I tie together with my tiger braid. But, uh, I mean, it, it can be a disaster. I mean, a lot of people that I, you know, a, a, a lot of the people that get into discussions about this, you know, will, 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 will say things to me like, well, I got 25 fish last year and, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem. It, when you talk, when you start talking to, and I'll tell you, I know this firsthand. A lot of the people, there's a lot of the people in the musky world that, that are catching a lot of fish, and I'm saying even even a lot more than than, than we are with Muddy Creek. Uh, they might not be making it very. Uh, a lot of these people came out of the woodwork when you said about getting someone on to do an anti-boga thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that use them that just aren't saying that they use them. They're closet boga users. Yes, there's a ton of them. <laughs> or they just. I know them. I, I, I know. I know a lot of people in the sport. I know a lot of people in the industry. They might not admit it, but uh, they feel the same way that I do, especially when they're dealing with clients. And, and uh, but I mean, I do with our clients. I don't say that because of the client. Like I said, if I go fishing by myself, there's a lot of times I don't even take the boga or to take the net. You know, we go to Canada, we'll catch 50 fish and not even net one up. Uh, we just, we, we use that. I feel that is a much safer on me and much safer on the fish and much easier for the both of us, myself and the fish, to deal with the fish that way. Uh, now, do I 
grab a 35 or 40 pound fish and hold it from the boga and let it dangle all around? Absolutely not. I mean, the first thing we do when we boga the fish is I, I will boga the fish to get its face, its head out of the water a little bit so I can work on it to get it unhooked. Whether I'm going to uh, pull a hook that's sticking in the side of their head or I cut, I cut a ton of hooks. I've, Andy, you've seen my box of hooks. I probably have $300 of hooks on board, one for every size of everything. I have bolt cutters. It snap, snap, snap. I can fix hooks. It does not take me long to put new hooks on the lure. Uh, but I have to be able to get at those hooks. And, How and, else? And you I, feel... I, know, I know you you use a draw spreader, Andy. I've never used one in my life. I've never done that. Because you... I haven't had the necessary... I, I've, I've never seen it necessary because I've always used, you know, either Boga or the Gaff years ago, and which opens your mouth a little bit so you can get at that stuff. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes if the fish is in the water and he's on the end of your lure, if you feel like you can pop a hook out with just your pliers, you mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. It's not like, yes. it's not like, yeah. it's not like fish, okay, fish on, get the boga. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. You assess the situation. Exactly. If it's a bad hook, a, a hook job, yeah. then you go for it maybe. Yeah, it, it, I, I use I use the net. I use the net all the time now because I'm with clients, you know, and uh, you know I could care less whether I bring another 42 inch fish on board for myself. But if it's a client, this is a very nice fish for them. They paid me to take them fishing. They want to get a picture with their muskie because they might be 70 years old and they've never caught one. So I got to get that fish on board. So yes, I do. I put them in the net. The first thing I grab after I put them in the net is the boga to get their try to get their face untangled from the lure, from the net, and so I can get access to them to get the uh, to get the fish out. I mean, I'll be honest, I watch this stuff on TV. I've been watching it for years, and a lot of my friends that catch a whole bunch of muskies are the same way. I will watch a high-named person land a fish, net it, reach into the net, and grab it under the gill while the, the lure is like laying on their arm. I cringe. I have a hard time watching. I have to turn my head. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm on the spot and I'm like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's my feelings. I've been hooked up four times. Uh, I don't, my main goal is that it does not happen again. I've, I've always done my own surgeries. We've cut them out in the boat. Cut the hook, got it out of my hand, whatever. But my main goal is for that not to happen again. And uh, when I got to get down in there and you know to grab a to grab a fish where the bait is laying along my hand, if you do that enough, and you know, I, I tell these, you know, I've, I've told guys flat out that tell me that they've caught fifteen last year and they didn't do it. I'll tell them, call me if you're getting fifteen a year. Call me in thirty, forty years and let me know what your hands look like or if you've changed your release technique mm -hmm. that's yeah so my thoughts there <laughs> I, 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 to, to, to kind of i guess get this into a, a little package here is that you brought up the jaw spreaders i still carry mm -hmm. a pair of jaw spreaders with me because There's a lot of guys use them a lot of guys use them i i you know i don't use them every time but there are times to where they're really handy and, um, but more or less what you're saying is that you get a fish hooked up, 
and you're getting into the boat, if you're by yourself, you're going to, if, if it's, if it's not a giant surgical mess, you're just going to boga the fish. If get a little bit of weight on it, the fish is still in the water. It's heads out of the water. Is it's gills out of the water? Maybe. Yeah, it has to be in my boat. I mean, I have to lift them up out a little bit. I fish out of a, uh, I mean, I guess it's not, it's not a big boat, but it's got a little higher size. I mean, it's a lung fisherman. It's got, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm I'm six foot two, but when I put a fish in my bag in 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 the net, I physically cannot comfortably reach over the side of the boat and get down deep enough to grab the fish out of the out of the net under the gill plate. Mm-hmm. I would I would have fallen in the water numerous times by now. I mean, you, you know, so. It, it's just out of reach. For you to touch the water is not an easy yeah. task, but it's doable. It, it's doable, yeah. But it's it, it, it's standing almost on your tiptoes to reach down there and do it. And I've had people tell me that I should get a smaller boat. Well, I tell them they should get a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's an opinion. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I, I've, I've heard a lot of things over the past, you know, for, well, as long as I've been doing the internet stuff, but... Recently, one thing that comes up quite a bit was if you can't handle these fish like this, like X or Y or Z, you shouldn't be doing it. I guess, yeah. should, should it be taken one step further in that if you can't touch the water in your boat comfortably, you should not be fishing for muskie? I, I, yeah. Where's, yeah. Where's the limit on what... Try, try uh, you know, I just bought two boats in the past year. <laughs> try... try uh, testing that out before you leave the showroom those salesmen will really let you do that well i want to buy this yeah. boat but let me go and hook a couple of fish and see yeah, if it's low enough water, to the water the water, the water see yeah. if i can yeah i can i can grab it i know a lot of i mean you know it, it just comes down to the fact there's a lot of people that uh you know will <laughs> you know it, it, it how much everybody's gonna have their own way with? to deal with the fish i feel that I am doing the best possible thing, not for me, not for the internet, not for anybody to argue with me. I feel I'm doing it the best way to safely handle the fish for myself, my clients, and and the, and the fish, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's the safest way to deal with them, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, the boga is a major part. If I lose, if I would lose that tool in my boat, I would be, I am lost when I go somewhere and I, I don't have my my boga. But that's my routine, and uh, everybody's got to get their routine. Uh, a lot of people have routines that have never taught to them. Uh, I'm teaching people. I've taught a lot of people about how to handle the fish, and uh, you know, I've taken guys from the fisheries out. I've taken wildlife biologists from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Agency out and, uh, you know, done my thing. And at the end, they were like, wow, that was quick. I can't believe how easy that looked. But I also know I, I wouldn't want to do it myself without all these tools you have on board. Uh, I feel that we're, I'm doing it the safest, best way for the fish. Some people probably don't agree. Yeah. That's the way 
that's the way the sport's going to be. <laughs> so, okay. Fish is next to your boat. You're reaching yep. down. You're hitting it with the boga. You're putting a little bit of weight on it. Its head might be out of the water a little, but its body yep. is still in the water. You're either going to mm-hmm. reach down, shake the hooks with some pliers, because you, mm-hmm. you, you control the fish with the boga. The, the fish isn't going to turn. It's not going to flip-flop. Well, it, it can flip-flop, but the difference it between... The, it can spin. It can do the gator roll, but you taught me that trick. Actually, you didn't teach me. You just told me, and then I learned. When I first got my boga, and I'd boga a fish, I was very polite with the fish in that I would just put it on its lip so it couldn't swim away, and I'm bank yanking, so I'm like kneeling down in the mud, and I kind of like have the bogey there. I found with light tension, that fish would just roll and roll and roll and roll, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I'd have a, a musky yo-yo, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd, I'd get the bait out of its mouth, and generally, I'd just take the snap off, and then it's lightly pulling the line, and the fish is unrolling, but what Todd, what you told me to do is put a little bit of pressure on it, and that doesn't stop yeah. it, but it stops a lot of it yeah i mean they, they can still roll i mean it happens to me all the time where the fish starts rolling the boga spins very very freely and uh i mean we've had thousands of fish on the boga uh just in my boat mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's lots of times where you know the biggest thing is oh christ now the line is wrapped around my arm eight times because the fish did a couple of these spins but it, it, it didn't it did not harm the fish if that was in the net what would have happened let's let's take it a step further and i'll pay, i'll play the other side okay so the fish is in the net okay and you're going to use your hand instead of this boga mm-hmm. you're going to have control over that fish for it to not spin hmm okay for there to be not potential for it to spin. Yeah, you can hold on. I have a friend if dislocated. You, I mean, he's got oh, yeah. his finger dislocated. And it's... And it's, it's <laughs> if you can hold on to that fish. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. No. To do. And your arm doesn't get sucked into the net. So there's... No, so with while the, it's with, barrel rolling. With, and, you know, now you're pinned with the fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the lure and your, you know... Because every forearm, every every release, they're they're, they're not alike. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're not alike. It, it, the, every every single one is is, is different. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we, we, okay, so you, you hook it with the boga. All right, boga's on the fish. Yeah, boga's on the fish. It's it's in the net, or maybe it's in the water. You you lift up a little bit. That head's out of the water. The gills are out of the water. That tension comes off of those hooks. And you can access them more freely in that okay. way. You can do the same thing with your hand. However, with the boga, they're in that they're in that vertical hold right there for a minute, and their heads out of the water. They they have some I weight, don't, not all the weight. Right. Yep. At that point, I think it's really similar to to gilling it with your hand. Mm-hmm. Outside of with your hand, you have that control of the fish's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those, with both of those scenarios, the head is still going to be out of the water, and there's going to be a little it, bit it, it, of, of a, a little bit of a vertical hold in each, in each, each one of those scenarios. Because I don't know. In a perfect world, you catch the fish; it comes in quick; it's not tired; it stays in the water. You unhook the thing while its whole head's in the water. And its dorsal fin is barely out of the water. Mm-hmm. 
and you pick it up parallel with the water with both hands, turn, there's the picture, and you set it all the way back in the water. That's if you want to take a picture. Yep. Yeah. That has never, ever happened. Where have I ever seen it happen on shows? No. Or you've seen pictures of it, but you don't see what really happened. Even in the no. shows that are on, you know, the World Fishing Network, the Muskie Hunter, mm-hmm. there's yeah. cut scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wow, the fish is in the net, guys, big fish, and then all of a sudden, you know, they they Snap crouch down, they they crouch down to do the work, and there's a cut scene, and the next that's because there's a lot of nasty stuff happens in between. Exactly, and everybody who catches fish knows that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not pretty. I tell no. my clients sometimes, you know, hand me the bolt cutters. And, you know, I'm going to get this out of here. And uh, you might not want to watch. It's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just as Vance was just saying, I, I, I would, I, you know, I challenge anyone to show me someone landing a fish and bring it on board for a picture where that fish was not in a vertical hold unless they netted the fish and brought the net and everything on board, laid it on the deck, and picked it up that way. Now, I want to see how they did it, getting it back in the water. I mean, you can tail grab them and lay their head down in. I do that all the time on the release. You know, I slide my hand back, grab them by the tail, hold them under the belly, and lay them in the water that way. But uh, unless you're going to bring that fish on board, how do you get it out of the water? Same people that say things about, I would never use a bug, I would never do this, never put a vertical hole. And they show themselves in videos reaching down there, grabbing it under the gill, which I do this all the time too, but, you know, there's times that you're picking them up by that gill and you've got a 30, 40-pound fish. You can feel there's some movement going on in there. But for me to get that fish from the water up into my boat, I, I cannot, you can't reach down up inside the boat and give the bear boat the, the fish a bear hug. I don't care if you're fishing out of a, a, a flat-bottom bass boat. People just don't land the fish that way. You don't bear hug it. To bring it up over the side of the boat, the people are putting a vertical hold on it. They sometimes they show that on the television shows and things. But what is the difference at that point? Yeah, because you know I, I, when you when you're doing the work on the fish, if you're putting your hand in the net or if you're putting your hand in in the water, period. How do you access those hooks with it not being vertical for a period of time? Right. And and then this could get down to what's your definition of a vertical hold? Right. You know, I, I will. I, I'll. I'll bring this much up because I'm not doing a very good job of playing devil's advocate here. But um, when 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 people say that the the boga puts a lot of stress on their jaw um, while while picking them up out of the net, isn't the same joint being stressed whether you're putting your hand all the way in their gill all the way up? as it would be if a boga is clip, clipped onto there. I see, I, I feel that it's less. I mean, I, mean, I, it's, feel, it's, I feel that it's less because you're concentrating on one point in the center. Mm-hmm. Versus off-center. Thus pulling on both sides. However, if you look... Rather at, than grabbing one side of his gill yeah. and hoisting them in that way. And like I said, this is all opinions. Well, see, this <laughs> is opinions, and, and then on, but, the other, on the other side of it, those, that mandible, that lower jaw... And if you look at a, if you have a, a, a musky skull on, on you and you have that lower, that mm-hmm. lower jaw, you'll see that both of those kind of come to a point 
mm-hmm. where you would... Where the bogo would rest where, nicely. Exactly. There's like a little tendon there that connects both mm-hmm. of the jaw. It's not one like horseshoe looking thing. Mm-hmm. It's two pieces of bone that are connected in the middle with mm-hmm. a tendon. Cartilage. So they, they, yeah, they, they can, uh, you know, you can, you can look at that and say, well, there's a weakness there. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you, you could, but I guess what is coming down to is, for any, I, I think that it's silly for anyone to say that a bug will put more stress on a, on the lower jaw of a muskie while picking up out of the net than a hand in the gill. The same amount of weight is still being distributed between the two points. Now, like what Todd brought up, it might not be an even 50-50, but the, the, the weight of the fish is still being put on the lower jaw, whether you gill them or you boga them. Now, something that I've done, and I'm sure other people have, I'm probably not the only one that's done this, I've gilled fish before, and I'm like, something don't feel right. And I look into mm-hmm. its mouth, and I have one of its gill plates on the wrong side of my fingers. Sure. And that, that, is, that, that's that a, is potential to happen. That's, and I'm not saying that no one should pick up that way, because you're, you're silly. There's only so many ways you can pick up a muskie. You know, uh, you know, if you could use a gaff, you could just jam it in the side of it and heave hoe it in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like a tuna. I guess that's, a, that's another way. Um, but... I guess an acceptable way that most people don't complain about is gilling them. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, if, if you can think about it from, from the standpoint, how are the forces any significantly different, you know, to, to, to say one way is better than the other, boga versus the hand? To me... That's my, that's my thinking right there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wash. So lifting them mm-hmm. into the boat, you know, it, it's a blood sport already. You're... What you're doing to the fish to get it to that point, it's brutal. It's 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 a blood sport. Yeah. And um, once what if you want that photograph with that fish and you're going to get it into the boat, it's going to be the same. Now, how much you know? Let's just I'm going to use another example with with the fish in the net. So Todd, you net a fish, and mm-hmm. at that point you have a couple options. You can hook a bogue up to it and work on it with its head controlled or you can be like me most of the time i'm you know i have a boga but i don't i just i haven't dealt with as many fish as todd to where i it's not the first tool i reach for i have other tools i reach for first one of which i'm going to bring up later which i kind of like it i don't you know i i don't think you're against it todd that that baker the hook out out. oh my goodness yeah it's it's something that i've i've i deal with a lot of fish alone and it has a long reach but anyways what while that fish is in the net i will sometimes chase that dumb thing around my net for minutes the last the last time i went out when i got those three fish by myself that big one it was giving me the merry-go-round in my net and you have to dig through i have to dig through it It, i'd get it up close i finally get it where i finally get something on the hook you know like my little hook out there and it decides to take off so then it goes down to the bottom of my net now describe now this is people can look at this now describe the 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 holes in your net how how's your net constructed here what's I, the bag made of the bag is made up of netting my I, I guess i'll give you a little background my net has kind of become famous around my little group of friends because i built my net uh, I, I i constructed the whole thing it's big and it's deep my sister got the netting when she worked at a, a place in Erie. Uh, I think it's U.S. Netting. And uh, it's, I don't know, what do you think? About one-inch squares. Mm-hmm. You cannot take a hook and penetrate. penetrate. It, it's a tight weave. And 
you know, it, it is what it is. But it's like 40-inch square, and it's probably 40 to 48 inches deep. Mm. It's enormous. You can't swing it in the water. I have to put the fish in, and I push down on the handle, and I, I just raise it up kind of like a curtain. And then the fish is in it. And that's, that's my net. But now, Is there protection around this? this netting is this is this the rubber or no that is uh that's actually probably used in batting cages mm -hmm. because it was not a <laughs> you know that it's the netting my sister got yeah. it from from the netting place which they do a lot of sports things when she worked there yeah. no that is not i know where you're going it's similar to what you could pick up in a store exactly I it mean, would be very, like a hook proof net it, it, exactly that's but it is yeah. not a slime keep on the fish net yeah i mean that fish is is moving around so yeah there will be some slime being removed. And I do, like I said, I chase the fish around. Mm -hmm. and I, it's removed. I don't, all these, it all sounds great. Thin-proof nets, slime-proof nets. It ain't happening. It's not happening. It is not it's happening. Not. I don't care what, I've used them all. I've seen them all. When you put the fish in the net, you know, the net is, once again, no matter how we're going to land them, that net is terrible on them. If they do a barrel roll and their fin gets, their, their tail gets caught up in it, I don't care which kind of net you have. It rips their tail apart. It rips their dorsal fin apart. It, I mean, and it gets tangled around their face. Obviously, you know, the rubber ones are a lot better. The hook-proof ones, yeah, that I understand all that. But the hooks still get tangled. When you have two, two trouble hooks dangling outside when it starts barrel rolling, which they do, uh, it doesn't matter which one you got. There's every scenario, as Vance said, every scenario is going to be different, and there's very few of them that are pretty. They're really there, and and that's there's a lot of there's there's a lot of truth to that, and I know we're at points here where we're shying away from from the boga, but you know, say I no. was, I was fishing and I just went out there, man and hook. Okay. Okay, and I'm. I am, I'm out there and I hook a muskie mm -hmm. and you know, when, when I hook a fish, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get him to the boat as fast as I can. And I'm going to get him back in the water as fast as I can. I'm going to do that. I, I would say that's probably 98% okay. of muskie fishermen so, want to do When that. I would be, the only way that I would feel comfortable getting that fish to where it is in a relaxed state and in a tired state for me to keep it in the water and do work in it just right next to the boat. No boga, no net. No, no, for me to stick my hand in there and, and do that work is I would, I would have to play that fish out until it is exhausted take for me, for, for me to, for me to feel like, Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm now going to do a water release. It's justifiable for me to put my hand down there to release it. Now. Exactly, because when I'm when when these fish come in, I mean, the you know the fight. It yeah. it happens at the boat side. Mm -hmm. They start making their runs at the boat, and that insane stuff happens at the boat. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it. They're jumping. They're going crazy. They're diving, and then you know you want. How am I, I would have to play that thing out for, you know, that you hear those mythical stories that took me an hour to, to land this fish. Well, I wouldn't. Is that healthy for it? Is that, is that healthy, yeah. healthy for the fish where this, this, you know, book, 
you know, release yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, this where it's like release. this textbook release, where I'm gonna, I'm going to now, you know, do the work on the fish without any of these tools, which is all to promote safety for the fish. Mm -hmm. um, it is really going to work, where the fish is going to stay in the water, completely submerged, and I'm going to be able to just. It's going to go be over the side and, and just take my finger and pop those hooks out. Yep. I mean, that thing's going to be, is going to have to be really, really tired out. And, it, and a lot of people say, you know, don't tire out the fish. Yeah. You know, how many times, it, you know, it's, it's take, sometimes it's taken a minute to release one of these fish and, and we're doing what we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, and they're sitting at the boat and you're just like, man, that's, I really hope this thing kicks off. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I hope I start feeling that power and its tail start moving again. And and we're we're taking all those 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 measures yeah. with it. Yeah. So okay. So after my little tangent about my net. So Todd, you you got you you know I, I already know your answer to this. I just explained how I will chase a fisher on my net for minutes. Now the fish is in the water, but it's still there's risk of injury. There's still hooks hanging out. You you know you're already going to take the stance because I know that. That fish in the net, pop the boga on it, you control the fish now. It's not going to, you know, it can still do what it wants to do. It can still roll, but you you got some control over it. You're going to be mm -hmm. able to work on it, cut the hooks, get the bait out of there, and then, at the, you know, you probably already have decided whether it's going to go just lower the net and let it swim away or pull it up on deck for a photograph, a measurement, or what have you. That, you know, that is... I can't see the... I, I'm having a hard time when people say... When, when, when you broach the subject on any social media or website or something like that, that say all they do is harm. When you do it how many times a year? A lot. Yeah, I feel that it's... I feel that it's... It, it's, it's quicker, simpler, and safer and for probably, myself it's, it's and ethical. the fish. That's, that's my feelings. You know, I, if, if, if the fish pops off in the net, like, you know, which, you know, it happens all the time. You net the fish, does a little roll, the fish is off. Now the fish is down there swimming in the net. I have the bogey in my hand, and I'm like, come on, open your mouth. Come on, just give me a little bit of opening here. It's easier for me to slip that thing into, in, into its jaw and release the bogey. And one swift thing, boom, it's up, it's up, and I got it in my other hand. That is way easier. And if you haven't tried it, maybe, maybe you should look into it. <laughs> I've done it both ways many, many times. That is going to be way quicker. I mean, I, Andy, do, do you agree? When would you go fishing with me? I, 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 it, it's a pretty smooth routine. I, this is something that I'm going to say. I've seen it happen before with when fishing with Todd. You are so quick to release those fish, you know, those water releases. There's times you hook up with another fish while that fish is... The, the, you catch a fish, you unhook it, you let it go, it's starting to swim away. You hook up with another fish before that fish powers off into the deep. It's still kind of doing the, yeah, you know, taxiing fine. down the runway. Yeah. I've seen it. You know, and you've told me stories where you've had it to where you've had three fish, bang, 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 and there's yeah. muskies swimming slowly away from your boat. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, yeah, what's, this, those are fish I didn't bring on to, to, to net or anything, but I was fishing with my friend Bonnie up in uh, 
Canada. You know, we got a fish, got it in. It was a upper 30s. Reached down, released it. It was sort of just swimming there. And we had, I, 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 we got another one, got it in. The other one was just swimming off the top. I never even brought him in or did anything. I bogged him and hooked it and da da da. And he, you know, he was like, "Oh my gosh, there's the third one." He's like, "We have three fish. There's three fish here right now." Uh, obviously, I mean that's the extreme. Uh, Scenario, but I mean, you know, I think Vance and Andy, both you guys have sort of, uh, I mean, you, you, you've seen the way that we're, that we're handling the fish. Uh, you guys have gone with other guys. I take, I take many people out that have been with many other guides. And at the end of the day, they're like, dude, the way, the way you're handling those fish is you should have seen what we did with this guy, or you should have seen what happened with this guy. I have bad situations too, believe me. <laughs> they're not all, they're not all, but I, I feel like what we're doing is there's no good way. I feel that we are doing the absolute best release method that you can do. As I said before, the bogue is a very, 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 very big part of that. You know, so I'd like to get to at least another topic. We're, we're at 50, 53 minutes into this. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I guess I want to bring up some, some, some bullet points because we, we are kind of bouncing around we, a little bit. But, you know, several people have said if used correctly, it's a tool. I mean, I even said it. If used correctly, it's very helpful. But even people say it's still not a, a thing on my boat. That's that's fine. They get mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Those people get it that yes, it's a tool and there's some advantages. But a lot of you know, a lot of people I don't think realize the ones that put up the blinders to say, I I'm hoping that with some of the examples that, that we've talked about, people will be able to sit back and say, you know what? I remember that that story that Vance told or Todd or Andy told. I do that. I chase that muskie around the net. Mm. You know. You, you, it might in your you know in, in a person's mind might say this is the only way to do it because they were never exposed to another way of doing it you know I I'm telling you know I, I chase a fish around a net yeah that's doing is it gonna kill the fish probably not you know but you are taking away from its health mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah just, just as you said the time in the net every second that it does something in the net it can rip another fan or get caught on its face again. I mean, but the, 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 the major hang up is the fish will survive with a busted up fin. It will oh, survive yeah. with, but it will not survive with a broken jaw. It, however, these pictures where these broken jaws are being resurfaced and whatnot, they're being caught again. So they're obviously living and eating. It might not be, the most, you know, yeah. it might not be the most in, enjoyable eating situation for the fish. Um, I sometimes, I, I mean, I'm trying to play the other side yeah. here. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah, I've caught, yeah. I, I've caught fish, I've I've caught fish without the boga, and mm -hmm. you know, it's a tool that I've had for two years now, mm -hmm. and it definitely is is handy to me when when I'm releasing a fish. Mm -hmm. I mean, by no means. It, it, when I ca when I catch a fish, you know, it would be fantastic if if everything would would work out textbook. I don't want to hurt anything. Yeah. You know, it, I would. I Wouldn't would, it? Yeah. It it would be fantastic. But yeah, I feel that I'm doing everything to get that fish 
back in the, in the, in the water safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been on the other side where I'm digging in the net and it's caught up everywhere and I take my pliers and I got it with, with a glove on, which mm-hmm. is awkward. And then, <laughs> and then I'm taking my pliers and it's jammed up in the net and I'm trying to like open the jaw up and I got, you know, my pliers on the one thing and I'm jamming it. You're, that, you're, I'm trying to, to get it loose. You're squeezing then, as hard as you can on those pliers. And I'm like, flexing. okay, it can't, it can't come out now. So I, then I reach back and I grab my cutters. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm still gilling the thing. And I'm, I cut the thing and I'm pushing it through. And then I go to, to move it away and there's another hook there. And there's just, there is like uh, just a plethora of scenarios that could happen there. The, I, I love the ability to, if it's, if it's bad and it's all nasty in the net, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to grab it with that bogan and that, that pressure comes off. We touched so on one, nice. the fish, we talked about it in the podcast yeah, a while we, back. We did. There's one touch about uh, yeah. fish dying and dead fish, yeah. which... Well, and, and I say, and, and, and you know, I, I ho- we, I, we could go through it real quick. We hooked a fish, yeah. okay? Yep. And, and I, I hooked it, and it got, it was a nasty, nasty hooked mm-hmm. job. I mean, it was... Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. It was... It was brutal. I, you know, I saw while, it. While the fish was jumping, blood squirting. Yeah. He was hooked under the gullet there. It was, it like, was bad. Yeah, it was brutal. And, uh, you know, we eventually, it, it was a nicer fish. We knew we were going to have to work on this thing. And, I mean, there was just, there was hooks everywhere. It was in the net. So we, we put it in the net. Felt like that was the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a, a mess. It was, it was caught up in the net. Uh, and Todd's net has those little holes in it and, and hook out and hook proof and all that BS and it was it was a mess in there Todd says get the bogue as soon as he gets that bogue on it it spins out of the bird's nest those hooks exposed they were cut in seconds and the fish was back in the water mm-hmm. and I, I I remember you know as soon as we came down off of that you know, insanity, and, and finally saw it. You know, kick off and and, and whatnot. Uh, now, who's to say that that it, it is still alive? We we fished that spot the next week and never saw it. Um, but I remember as soon as we came down off of that, I you know I looked at Todd and I was like, man, that boga really. There's a scenario where I I think that 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 boga probably saved that fish. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, just, just just by the quickness, we were able to get it unhooked and get it back in the water. That fish, we would have digested that fish by now. Yeah, had we not had that stuff. That, yeah, Whoa. I mean that's the bottom line. That's what I had to feel. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, what was going on? We we got it out. It took seconds. We didn't do any measurements. I got it back in the water. The best thing to do when they're bleeding like that is to get them back in the water. That you you can watch the blood pump out, pump pump pump. Clot. And then you see it clawed up. It's a good you sign. You have to get him back in the water. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it, you know, it just it's 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 touchy. And, and the safest thing to do is play fishing video games. The, the, it, yes, know? it is. Like, it, I said it already. It's a blood sport. The, you know, the people people have no problem going out and. You know, I'll let Todd talk about this a little bit, but I'll, I'll touch on it real quick. And drag a bait at five miles an hour or 
burn a bucktail as fast as they can. The fish hits it with all its steam, and then you, as hard as you can, you set the hook. Sometimes not once, twice, three times. And it's thrashing. It probably really doesn't know what's going on. It just wants to resist. So, you know, you, you already drove hooks through its face. And, you know, you, you, you get... What's, what's more traumatic to scoop this? And I'm, we're not anti-net, but we're just trying to make no. a comparison. You know, the, the net... We love it all. Yeah, it, 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 they're all useful. But so you got this fish tugging against your line, you're ripping it. And of course, what's more memorable when you spin the drag back and just let the fish have just swim really nice and you get it in and then you try to sneak it into the net? Or is it a lot of fun when you're horsing that fish and it's thrashing and jumping? And it's a lot more fun when you're pulling as hard as you can and that fish is pulling it back. Mm-hmm. Now, Think about if you were that fish, you know, and, and put human characteristics to it. Because if, you know, if anyone's saying the boga is inhumane to a fish because it hurts them and this and that, what is actually going on when you're tugging as hard as you can on that fish? You know, because that fish doesn't care. I've, I've had fish come up, swipe at a jerk bite, and the jerk bait gets stuck in its back. Mm-hmm. And I had that one, that one fish, I remember it. As soon as it did that, my rod went straight pointed to it. That line went tight as a banjo string. And that fish just sat there beating its tail. And I'm like, this thing's facing the wrong way. And I could just see white opening up on its back. Mm-hmm. It just kept going. It wasn't. It didn't think to say, hey, this hurts. Maybe if I stop, it won't hurt as much. Who knows? They might not feel pain. I don't think anyone knows. They, they might feel something. I don't know. But I can only relate to, to what I can feel. And that fish just kept going until the hooks ripped out, and I could see this white rip, two, three inches long, for like 50 feet, just under the surface, gone. That fish was out of there. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just did not stop. So that fish, even though it has hooks in its face, its eyes, its gills, its back, it's going to say, I'm trying to get away. Mm-hmm. That's its only response. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're putting the hurtings to the fish anyway, and then getting it in the net, at this point, you have some control over how quickly you can do it. And I, what I, what I think what we tried to highlight was that when used correctly, like we stated right from the get-go, the BOGA will minimize the stress, and it's much more ethical. Of course, there's going to be people that abuse it. Just like I see pictures of people lifting fish in with nets, laying on the bottom of their boat, they're flip-flopping around. I mean, I saw, you know, and it wasn't that long ago, it was, a, it was on a TV show. I'm not going to bring up any of the name of the TV show stuff. That's how they landed every fish, and it was a St. Clair trip. Yeah. They would yeah. net the fish, and they'd take the, the hoop and point it straight up and down, pick the fish up, and you just see the tail split, and they lay it in the bottom of the boat. That's the extreme of the net use that's abusive. And, of course, there's abusive ways with boga. But, you know, what, what we're trying to show here is that the ethical way, which, yes, it's a controversial tool, but when used in the in the manner that Todd has pretty much taught me in Vance, you're going to minimize the stress on that fish. You're going to minimize its time out of the water, the amount of time that you're reaching tools into its face, chasing it around the net. You know, and if if you're to the point in your musky fishing career that you don't need a fish of every three footer, 
you know, every three, you don't need a pitcher of every three footer you catch. Or every 40 inch. Or, yeah, or whatever. There, there's going to be a cutoff to where if you catch a bunch of 24s, you're not going to want a picture of it to have another one of the 50 that you've caught, you know, over your, your lifetime. You're going to say, let's shake it off at the side of the boat. Sometimes that involves hook it with the boga, and then you just take your pliers or your cutters, bop, 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 open the boga up, and the fish never really leaves the water. That's that's the advantage of this tool. And Expect, it, 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 you brought up a good point there, Andy. I mean, it is especially for the smaller fish. I mean, that's the only way I handle those little fish. Trying to reach under their gill and get a hold of them, there's not even enough to grab a hold of for those, you know, a 30-incher. Uh, and those things are spunky. They are spunky. Yeah, those, they, 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 yeah I mean, they, they get you. There is no, you know, I, I, I just feel there's no better way to handle them. You know, <laughs> and I know a lot of people that feel the same way as I do that are big in the sport. Uh, they might not broadcast it, but, and I don't like to broadcast it either, but I mean, we're doing a podcast. That's what we're talking about. That's the topic of the night. So I'm broadcasting it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those little, those little ones come into the side of the boat and they are just, you reel them in; they are jumping everywhere, spitting vinegar. And at this point, you know, at this point, I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" Shake off, shake off, please. How many times do we chant "shake off"? Like just yes, <laughs> okay. And then I'm back into my cast. And you know, at at that point when they're when they're that crazy, you know, ethically, I you know, it's it's time for me to reach down in there and, and, and unhook that fish. I'm thinking, man, I gotta. How how am I gonna? work on this thing okay well i don't want to use this boga now i got to put it in the net this little thing it's going to be flopping around and going crazy get all tied up it's going to splash you it's going to have <laughs> it's gonna it's wet. going to be i'm going to have you to like wait i'm going to have to wait for this thing to undo itself in the net i might even like pick the thing up to try to have it you know take tension off the net pull the bag up a little bit more mm-hmm. out of the water and then once the the, the hooks are exposed I have to stabilize the fish. So, what am I? Where am I going to grab on this little, this little jaw yeah, to try yeah. to get some type of force to 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 oppose the hooks or even get them exposed to cut them? It's all it's all a mess. It's a mess to 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 do it. Regardless, if if you're if if I'm putting it in the net, in that scenario, yeah, the boga is is a quicker option for me. To just be like, whoop. And that quickness results into a, a better release. Yeah. Now, you know. Yep. And, I, there's, and there's feel with it. You can, you can once you fish and you, and you catch more fish, there, there's, there's a feel you can start, like a comfortability stage that, okay, I, I just took the thing with, with this boga. You know, you, you, you kind of get the feeling of how much tension you're going to need to put on that fish to lift it just to expose those hooks. You're not, you're not going to like, you know, hook it up and drag it through the water or you're not going to hook it up and immediately hold it up in the air. It, it, you, get a, you get a comfortability with it. You get a, yeah. you, you get a feel with how aggressive or, or, or what, whatever verbiage you want to use. Yeah. To. I, I, I'll give a story of my, my, my first fish I bogut. I was in my boat, and, uh, you know, it was probably, you know, like a 32, an average fish, you know, from around here. I, I put it on there. I didn't know how much power to, to put on, weight onto it, 
So I just picked it up and did like this big rainbow body slam onto the boat deck. Nice. And that fish was so easy to unhook at yeah, that point. Yeah. And eat and eat. I mean, it was pretty much laying right there. But I mean, that's the thing. You know, some people, you know, if, if you can imagine this, okay, you got the fish on the boga. You know, some people, there, there's potential for people to almost make like a 45 degree angle or, or just you know, the, the, bend it. If you've got the jaw here, what, yeah. what angle am I doing here? Geometry has been a long time ago. If you're just like clipping the thing and, and holding it, yeah, it would almost be like what Vance is trying to describe is that if, if if the boga was a bait and the fish was trying to take it from, trying to come up from behind it and eat it, you know, that would be the ideal way because there is no no real puncture force trying to do with that jaw. But there's a lot of people that'll take and then point the, the, the grip of the boga down towards the earth. Yeah. And that, and that tries to like, essentially like thumb or... You know, like how people bass, when they hold a bass, they'll thumb it and then they'll tip their hand way yeah. down so it can get... And there's, there's some people that, that hold it like that. And I think a lot of the, the controversy is, is, is coming from the pictures and the way that people are holding them in mm -hmm. the pictures. Because that's what you see. You see the, the, you know, the fish hold and then you see that end of the boga, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the boga on the end of the lip there. Um, they're not seeing... You know, and, and sometimes that looks gruesome. You know, there's a clip on the end of the thing. It's, it almost looks like you're putting it on a stringer, yep. on, you know. Um, but they're not seeing the potential of the tool in the release tactics. They're not seeing that... It could have saved minutes in unhooking of the fish. Right. Could have. I, I can't speak for everybody. Right. And we're only speaking for ourselves on this. We literally could be the only people doing it this way. I don't think so, but no, we're not. I know, I know, we're not. <laughs> believe me, we're not. Yeah, yeah I, just you know, but okay, we, we we've kind of. I think the people understand how how the aboga can be used to an advantage. Now, I want to bring up some point, like Todd brought up earlier, and many people brought up. They're expensive, and the the thing that I want to hit with being that it's expensive is that. How, to, Vance, you're holding the the, the big unit right mm -hmm. there. How? What so this it? this unit this is that's the, the sixty pound. This unit. is the sixty pound. It comes with a scale on it. This one will run anywhere from two hundred and fifty to like two hundred seventy bucks. Okay, so you got you got two hundred fifty dollars in the smaller one, Todd. Do you know how much those are? One thirty. I don't know. I've, I've looked yeah, it up. Yeah, they used to be hundred bucks. They're about like yeah. hundred and thirty bucks, and that's the thirty pound one. And there's even a tinier one than that. Okay. I mean, so you're looking at. I I have the thirty pound version, which the only reason why we call the thirty pound is there's a built in scale. Mm -hmm. that that's in the handle and you know the 60 pounds the big one the 30 pound i have the 30 pound and so you, you're going to be about let's just say a buck 30 into it um i have both in my boat and if i lose one i will buy i will order the next one whichever one i lose i will order it the next day okay probably right from the boat you'll, you'll probably on the am amazon <laughs> yeah yeah that's that that's how much i yeah. I rely on those things. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, I think we've gotten into it a good deal. We didn't have the anti-antis. I don't know who those, you know, people are other than it's like, you're not just supposed to do that. I don't, I, I don't know who they are. I know they're out there. Uh, I will say, you know, when you're handing these things, I hand them off to 90 year old guys sometimes and six year old kids. And I, I feel comfortable handing the fish 
And when I say hold the boga and hold them right under the middle of the belly and I hand it to the person, I can take their photo and they can get a picture with their 38 or 40 or whatever, however big it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, not using the boga and giving the bear hug. Believe me, I've done this too. You hand those fish to someone. I've never had the, the, the boga. This is thousands of fish. I've never had the boga come off. Uh, I've never had anybody drop one on the deck. If you get into that bear hug pose where you hand it to the little kids, I see those pictures all the time, too. And I've done it. Uh, a lot of those fish end up on the deck. That fish does a little squirm. The people are not going to hold on to that fish uh, doing the bear hug pose. I'm telling you firsthand, they, they are not going to do it. So especially when you're dealing with, you know, uh, with these new people, stuff like that, they're just, that's what it is. And, uh, yeah. wait, wait, and the other topic that I wanted to touch that, 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 that you guys brought up was the broken jaw thing. They're posting these pictures of these broken jawed fish. And yeah, you know, the, I, um, I think a lot of those are coming from these gripper, the lip gripper things and, uh, the off brand that we talked about. Off brand. Just some of those things. They have these things that are just like vice grips. You can hold the fish. When you put that new, I've seen this happen too. I've seen people lock that, not in my boat, but, you know, seen people lock it on there and try to get a hold of the fish. And when that thing twists in the net, something's going to give. <laughs> you take a nylon net <laughs> mm -hmm. and you take everything what gives is that fish's face. Uh, I broke one jaw with a boga. And it was a human's. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was it at was the bar. Microbes. It was it was for safety <laughs> at the boat. Jaw, I can tell you the day. I mean, I can remember the fish. It was a casting fish caught by a friend of mine that hardly ever cast. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it had a week. Uh, you know, it was about a forty incher. I put the boga on it, picked it up, and the boga popped off. And I was like, "What? What just happened? You know, how did that thing come off there?" And, you know, put the boga back in, gripped it again, the boga came off. Uh, yeah, the jaw was, was split. I don't even know if I did it. You know. uh, but that's one out of many thousand. How many? We're, I'm, we're, not, I'm not going to throw it away because of that. Yeah. How many? Over the last 20 years. <laughs> how many fish have you mangled up in a net? I mangle them all the time in the net. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you're saying is that you feel statistically the boga, when used properly, is as safe, if not safer, than the net. Yeah, I mean, if you're into, the, if you're into, the, I mean, just think of what you're doing. If you're into the musky ink thing, let's say you're into the musky ink and you want to take a measurement of this fish. I realize the straight up and down measurement is not the same, but if you're really looking out for the safety of the fish, you catch a 34 incher, you don't, you want to make sure that you measure it. What is easier on that fish? You put the bogue in his mouth, you pick it up and you run a tape down the side of the fish and you say it's 34. So it's somewhere between 33 and 35. What's the alternative? You net the fish. Then you have to get it out of the net. Then you bring it in, lay it on a bump board. 
you I mean, the, the, you know, how many, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of the fish that I've caught that I've never even, I've never touched these fish. You don't even touch them. Because the bogo is the only thing you touching. You put the bogo on them and you do your thing. You can even just pick them up real quick and measure those little guys. And you lay them back in the water. They are never touched by a human hand. They don't touch the boat. They don't touch the net. There's no slime removed. I mean, we've released these fish and caught them the next day. The, uh, it, I mean, what is easier on that fish? <laughs> right, because you're going to most likely have to vertical hold it to get it into the boat in the first you're place. You're going to get it in anyhow. So if I vertical hold and do a quick measurement, okay, 35, good, 35. Drop it back in and you release it. That's if you're in the turn into musky zinc, you know? Uh So the, what, 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 what is, you know, to never touch the fish with anything except the boga on his lip? Yeah. There what is, is easier? There's no free lunch when it comes to handling the fish. No. And, no. you know, you know, next time, I'm, I'm sure, I'm hoping that some people listen to this stuff and, and thought back to their you know, whatever, I might have been already said this once or twice, and think back to say, you know what, that probably could have helped out in this scenario, because you don't, you don't remember all the fish that release textbook style. You know, the ones that you get, you swoop the net, the bait pops out, and you're like, oh, all right, great, you take, you take a nice water release photo or whatever. You, you know why? Because it's, it, it, it I don't care happens. who you are. That does not happen. It never all. happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen all that often. Well, yeah, it, does, it doesn't happen all that often. I don't often. care if you catch five or if you catch 500. The percentage are going to be the same. If you catch five a year, it might not happen once to you that season. That you have a nice, quick, easy, everything goes swell. Yay, yay. Yeah. Release yeah. the fish, no harm done. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and, and you got, and <clears throat> nowadays, you have to get pictures. I mean, people are obsessed with the pictures. Picture it didn't happen, you know. Just, that, that's like what people say. You, you, you get it both ways. You get you, you it coming get, and going. Yeah, they want a picture, but there, then they're going to pick it apart. There is just going to be there. There's either pro or anti with these things. I I just don't. You, you know when 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 you say okay, how am I going to hand this off to? A, a, a girl, I hate saying that. Like you know, how's how's this little like it kid? Makes a difference. Yeah, how's this little kid gonna hold it? Uh, all this stuff, and you know, it, there's been many a times that people would say, if you can't handle these things correctly, which is still in question, how to handle these things correctly. Have you been certified? Obviously, yeah. I went to school for handling fish. But did you? Because. <laughs> I graduated the year, you know, in college. I graduated the year before they offered musky handling classes. Yeah, yeah. There's good jobs out there for after that. It's it's excellent. Um, it, you know, then then you shouldn't be fishing for them. Well, how am I going to? You know, well then if 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 they can't handle it, you hold it. Well, how are you going to learn how to handle fish? How are you not if you can't? Handle the fish correctly, you're not supposed to fish. How are you going to learn to handle the fish in real time without catching the fish? Mm -hmm. How are you going without to learn? Actually doing it. Let, without actually doing it. All lecture, no lab. Exactly. And that's just not how, how... I can't read, okay, 
it's important to keep the fish in the water the entire time and catch and release is so important. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but when I start to do it... The fish don't care. Well, then hire a guide. Well, then how did the guide learn? Well, he learned from Grandpa. Well, how did Grandpa learn? With a twenty-two mag. Well, yeah, he used to shoot yeah. him. And he went out and he learned how to handle fish because he was doing it. The only way you learn how to handle them is by fishing for them. And handling them. And handling them. Right. And we're all in this together to be safe with the fish. I want I want the thing to survive and be caught again. Yeah. Above above all else, the brutality. We want them to be safe. Yeah. And it's brutal. I mean, look look at these hook sizes. Todd'll show me a bait that's like a little like a trout lure, and he'd be like, Yeah, we used to fish for him with this stuff. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well then... You're, you're looking at a box this, of $2,000 worth of Wileys right yeah, there. Yeah, and there's, there's seven aughts on them, three yeah. aughts, five aughts. These, they're, they're giant hooks, you know. Even the barbless ones are, are, mm -hmm. are, you know. Any open sore on a fish could, could lead to infection. This is... Well, they, they, they got this, you know, I don't know if you've been down in the uh, underwater mall. They have those water purifiers that will remove all bacteria in the fish's zone. Nice. That's good. <laughs> You know, that's the dirtiest place ever. Yeah. There's so much critters, microscopic parasites. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it. I can remember the first one. I mean, I can, I can, I can picture myself reaching down and grabbing the first one I ever grabbed. I was probably about ten years old. You know, up to that point, those first couple years that I did it with my grandpa, you know, he did all the handling, and uh, you know, How, yeah, uh, he said that. Go ahead, you're going to have to learn this because he knew I was going to be going fishing here real quick without even without him, and I was going to catch one whether it was off the dock. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we reached out and grabbed it. I mean, like I said, these were different back then. So it was big enough we clubbed them first, uh, <laughs> and I and I picked them up by the eyeballs. You would put your fingers in your eyeballs. Yeah, I know it's not. I'm 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 just being realistic here. I'm gonna bring that back this year. <laughs> the eyeball. Then you have to worry about their mouth. I mean, yeah, you won't have to worry about the mouth if if you pick. Then they will be absolutely parallel with the waterline after you play them <laughs> yeah. out until they're uh, dead tired. I haven't picked one up by the eyeballs in thirty years, but or more probably. But yeah, there's a big difference. I mean, it's uh, you know, I think we touched good on the. I mean, mm -hmm. hopefully we went over. I mean, the the boga is not. The, the cure all the the greatest thing in the world. We're not sponsored by Boga. I, there's not no connection there at all. I've modified my Boga. Uh, it has a little bit longer handle, so I don't have to get as close to the hooks. <laughs> uh, I know Vance wants his to be that way too. Uh, we're working but, on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing that. But uh, uh, yeah. Yep. There, yep. there, there's, there's no, there, there's no great way, but I feel from the bottom of my heart with all sincerity, I make my living doing this, that I am doing it the safest, fastest way for myself and the fish. And Clients. as I've, I've already said it twice, the boat is a big part of that. Yeah. And, and just, just so people know, this is coming from a person like he already said he makes his living. You've done that tagging in Canada. You've done yeah. float stocking in local lakes. You've raised mm -hmm. money to, to feed these little baby muskies, minnows. It's yeah, it's my life. Muskies are my life. Making baits with Andy, 
with Fatty V, uh, that's the last thing I want to do. Uh, I also can go back to reality to what we used to do, and I'm not an extremist here either. With the, I know what happens. I see what happens. And I know the way I handle them, that it's happened in other people too. Like I said, you can't take into account the people that say they catch pen fish a year and blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that you know, have those people call you at the end of their 50 years of fishing. Mm-hmm. And then give your report. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I want to, I want to, I, I tried a couple times. I want to touch on this. And, and this, this might not be very popular, but I'm bringing up the cost again of the, of the real BOGA. Mm-hmm. The, I hear people say they're expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. You ever look at, and, and not everybody, not everybody's in the same boat, but there's a lot of people who will say, well, that's a very expensive tool, who are throwing Predator custom rods from Thorn Brothers. You know, mm-hmm. name a musky reel that's, that's under 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Name, you know, name a net that you can get, a musky net that's under 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, are we saying everyone should boga their fish? Absolutely not. But there's going to be some people out there that are saying, you know what, some of this stuff made sense. Perhaps rather than buying a couple very expensive baits, I should get this because this is going to help me release these fish better. You know, and again, Boga brand, it swivels. I think there's another company out there that does it. I don't know it off the top of my head. I haven't researched it because I have a Boga and I haven't lost it. So I don't need to buy another one. I don't need one for each hand to pretend I'm a crayfish. Um, (laughs) The, just anyone out there listening, think about their scenarios. And this coming year, if when you net a fish and you see it get all mangled up in the net or what have you, think about this podcast. You might be listening to this podcast while you're unhooking a fish. I don't know. It's recorded. You can listen to it anytime you want. But think of if you could control the fish with the way we talked about, if you feel that that could be more ethical. Um, we've kind of set our spiel. You know, I guess I, I'm, before I'm going to end, you know, these people, you know, that, that, that say it's expensive, I already hit the high-end rods, the high-end baits, the boats, the trucks, all this stuff. Really, when it comes down to it, $130 BOGA is not that much money in the musky world if you're all in in it. Mm-hmm. For, for, yeah. for a kid that's, you know, delivering newspapers in high school, you know what? You can get away without it. But that kid that's delivering newspapers in high school probably is not trolling on the Internet complaining about people using BOGAs. It's, you know, it... I've seen enough people that I've taken out on, on charters that were there for the week that are getting into the sport and they go out and they have bought the net and, you know, then they call me, give me their experience of what happened, that they caught a fish and this and that and they had it in the net and, uh, you know, more often than not, Rather than that person coming on board saying, this is my first musky trip, I'm coming to Chautauqua Lake for a one-week vacation, and I take them out, show them the rope, show them around the lake, almost every time at the end of the scenario, I, I think to myself, I wish they would have just bought a boga instead of buying the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know what happens to 
beginning people. We're not all talking to the, you know, we're not talking to, you know, probably most people listening to this podcast are not beginners, obviously, but, uh, you know, that, that's my feeling. There would have been, I mean, what can go, I mean, you boga the fish, you take the hook up, and you get it in the net and they can't get it out. I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've, Vance and I have fished, I've done a drift before and turned around and came back and drifted and be like, oh my gosh, that fish is still, they're still trying to get that fish out of the net. Oh God, yeah. And I did a half hour drift. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> if you have a boga, I mean, you're going to be able to get at it. But, that, you know, I, I, like like we said, I think that's enough for the boga. I'm not, uh, you know, people are either going to agree, disagree, and that is absolutely fine. There's still going to be people out there that say you guys are crazy and you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine, too, because I think that about people all the time. I just don't always say it. I don't, definitely don't say it on social media. I hate that stuff, but I'm doing it because I have to for the business. But uh, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Everybody has their own opinion. Hopefully, like Andy said, uh, we have a lot of other controversial. We can do a whole podcast sometime about just, you know, geez, releasing fish. I mean, we've talked, I mean, really. Uh, we covered a lot of it. Yeah, we did cover a lot of it. But you know. yeah, I got this whole list here, and I'm looking. I'm like, we haven't yeah. touched anything. <laughs> we we, we so hit like stuff? one okay, and a half of them. On that, uh, you, you touched on the uh, on the uh, you know the troll and what we're doing to these fish. Do you, okay, we're at about an hour and a half right now. Do you want to get into another topic or save it for another week? We we can do some other controversial topics on another podcast, and we can just leave this as the. Uh, there are so Bo- there's so many it up conversation. There there's so many. I can promise. It's all you that as Vance brought as Vance said at the beginning. It start to me, as far as especially when you start reading and looking at this stuff that gets out there on the, uh, you know on the internet and everybody's got their own thinking. It starts when you say you're one musky fishing. Mm-hmm. And until the time you put that fish back in the water, you've hit about 50 controversial topics. <laughs> yeah. Whether you, no matter how you were fishing them. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess I, I, we might as well wrap it up around here, right around here. I'm just going to, I'm going to drive this point home one more time. Um, these are our opinions. I think we stated our case. If you're still anti-BOGA, I will still talk to you. You will still be my friend. Yeah. I am not going to call you names. Um, if for you know, I, I would have. I, I really wanted to have a guest on that did not like them, because I wanted to see their side. I wanted to see why they felt so strongly, and unfortunately, we didn't have that this time. But you know, at least now, if someone says, you know, when I listen to your podcast. I think you make some great points. However, I, I'm still uneasy about the boga for these reasons. I'd say, you know what? I can understand your view. That's but you you truly can, and it's not a, yeah. it's not a, a, a it's, snide it's, remark. It's not I'm because I understand it. it we all understand it. There's potential there. Mm-hmm. There's poten- potential to break a jaw, but I feel like that I'm. I've I've reached a, a comfortability with it that 
You're willing to accept those risks? I'm willing to accept that risk, and I, I really think it's the best way for me to get that fish back in the water as quick mm-hmm. as possible, if I'm even taking a picture of it or, you know, do, doing work on it. Yeah. So I guess now, you know, if anyone listens, they say, listen, you made a lot of great points. My opinion's changed a little bit. Great. Some, everyone that's listening to this who actually listens to it, not just hears what we said and just gets all bent out of shape and puts on the blinders and just wants to refute everything. If they truly came in with an open mind, I bet you someone, I bet you everyone could come away with something that maybe they didn't know or maybe they didn't realize. And it, it, it could just be as basic as... You have to be rational, though. You have to be able to deal with reason and mm-hmm. thought you have to be that type exactly. of person. Exactly, exactly. Have... Even if you just think about it. You... I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't use a boga because they're not good. That's their reasoning. We're not, which I, I understand that. You know, like I said, I've had clients in my boat that went with other people and said, man, I was going to get one of those and such and such a person said I shouldn't get them. I said, what happened when you caught your fish? He reached down there with a pair of channel locks and was shaking the fish. In the net. And just and it's like thrash. what? <laughs> you yeah. did what? <laughs> I don't shake the fish. I don't rip. You know, we cut hooks. We do this. You know. Well, geez, how did you? How are you going to put a new hook on there? And you know, I bring out my. Yeah, there was never any thought into that. This person said they're bad, so then that the person that that was watching this automatically assumed what they were doing was good, not knowing yeah. why. You know, so, but th- that's it. Which is, and it goes down. It all you need is a big net with some rubber holes, and if you can't gill them, then you shouldn't be doing it. That's the that's the radical side. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. you need to be able to to see some type of reason in both sides, and I certainly do. Mm-hmm. But I I also take the stances. I'm fishing for these things. It's going to be violent. There's there will be blood. There, there's gonna, it's, it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, this, this yeah, is hard. It, this is hard for me to do. To bring up numbers. I don't like to. It's, t- it's. I don't, I don't. I don't like to boast about things. I don't like to get. But you know, there are things that I get worked up about. But I, I, I would rather just. I just let that stuff pass. But you, you, you could, know? you could do a, a legitimate uh, your, of your fishing career could be in. It could be a study. It could be. It, it, it could a senior thesis. It could it, you, your your Todd's fishing career up to this point could could be factual almost. With, now, with, the only, with, now the only thing that I didn't get. Know. I mean, I was I was not back in the days when guys were pulling them up. I never saw my grandpa or anybody or heard of anybody bring them up to the boat and shoot them with a handgun or a shotgun. I mean, that happened a little pre my time i'm not i'm not that old but uh i have seen i have seen evolutions who knows what in the world is going to happen in the next uh <laughs> in the next times but i mean i i like i like i said uh I, we, 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 we've come a long way from like it's legal and i grab the billy club filled with lead and bash it over the head that's the way <laughs> yeah that's what you did 
okay. This is this is going to be it. I know the next ethical way of handling these fish. And it's not going to be with a boga. It's not going to be with a net. It's not going to be with a cradle or gaff. The most ethical way of doing it is you throw them little electrical leads in the water and you hit them with the juice and it shocks them. And they just float there lifeless. And oh gosh, take... I would love to have one of those hooked up on the front of my boat. And, <laughs> and guess what? You, you unhook the fish while it's just kind of sitting there in yeah. shock. I'd love to have one just for some of those big gas falls you see. Oh gosh, oh, yeah. you just stun them, <laughs> boom. <laughs> how big it is? Oh, let me tell you, I'll tell you how big it is. <laughs> does, it, does, it, does it really count as a catch though? You know? Does it count as a catch? Yeah. Well, that's the next yeah, ethical question. Next step. Is this... This, well, I'm holding it, aren't I? If I wanted to, I could take a bite of it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> but that, you know, picture picture having like a net hoop that had no net, and you just get that hoop close to the fish, and you just hit it. Nine volt battery, boom! You put enough Whoop. voltage in, it stuns the fish enough. You go in. You might still grab it with a boga, but you might be able to just to, you know, get it in a headlock with one arm and just wrestle them hooks right out. That lateral line, though. I don't know what that's what's, what's going to be. I'll leave you with one more thing. I mean, the one other thing I've had probably, I've had three people get absolutely. I didn't have anybody get hooked, but I've had three different people get crushed, annihilated by a fish. You know, laid open badly, and uh, they were all three people that were experienced, put quotes there, <laughs> mm-hmm. experienced, experienced musky guys, I know how to handle it, that's fine. And, you know, I, I don't like that. It's my boat, they're paying me, I feel a little bit of their... Uh, uh, You're looking out for their being, safety. Them being safe is part of my job. But... Uh, I don't let very many people handle the fish. If guys, if people look back through my photos or website or anything, when you see when there's a big fish, we have three people on board. I will hold the fish by the head and let them hold it. I do have people that say that that, that they want to handle them, and I try to people that are into it. I try to do like Vance had said earlier about uh, how do you learn to handle a fish. I will look at people that I know are serious about it and they're already doing it. I'll say. Do, you know, I, we talk about it beforehand. Now the fish is in, in the net or whatever, and I got it on the boat. And before I looked it out, I said, "Okay, do you do you want to learn how to handle this? We're, we're, I, I can't give you a twenty minute lesson here. It's because be thirty seconds. Yeah, because you're trying to get this fish back to safety. Yeah, because I got to get this thing back in. But we're going to give you a crash course. I'm going to take the chance. And I'm going to let you handle it. And you're right over their shoulder, and they're going to they're going to go to gill this fish. I've done that yes. so many times, and I'm like, no, 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 not there. Yes. If you exactly feel, if it. you feel, I mean, it if just you happens, f- happens. Yeah. Look, here's the best way to do it. I mean, I see things people write about guides, and like, boy, if a guide was going to grab my fish, I wouldn't even go. Yeah, well, that's fine. And it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I will let you, but I can tell you, the three people that did it, I hopefully I never get a, uh, a lawsuit out of it. But you know, yeah. th- it's happened. I only have a handful of people each year I let do it. The one of the first fish of the season this year, you know, the guy was getting, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a picture. And I heard him go, ah, and I said, you know, what happened? He's like, it's in, I'm not going to say a name, very prevalent guy in muskie fishing. Uh, uh, he's going to be scarred up the rest of his life. 
That thing had three layers, three down to the bone around his thumb. He went, he, he fished the rest of the day, went home, and uh, he called me when he got home. He said, yeah, I stopped at the emergency room when I got home, and they said, you should have come in here earlier. We can't do anything. We can just bandage it up, And but you should have had, you know, 10 to 15 stitches in that one, you know. I mean, it was, I mean, it's, it's ugly. Uh, yeah. That's another reason that we use the Pogo. I mean, geez, it's just, you know, who 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 wants that to happen? But, yeah, there, there, there's a certain guy out there that his thumb is a little bit different. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listen have heard his name. We'll put it that way. <laughs> nice. Well, I think we've got our point across. Yeah. And, uh, you know. We've talked I, about controversy for for days, and, and, and there's plenty of topics we could talk about and people listening to this we we can listen to rationale yeah and don't be afraid to come on and talk to us about it we're not going to sit here raise voices we are legitimately interested to hear interested point of view to to hear points of views we love that stuff discussion open mind it's just working working out the best way yeah. from different views it's it's you know I, I'm going to kind of wrap it up with what we started with it's we're not claiming to be the, the world expert we're not trying to change the world with this there's still going to be those people that aren't going to listen to this or will listen to it and still make comments you know I don't opinion generated off of personal experience and actually getting out there and working in the, the field of fishing. Yeah. So it, just our opinions and... and... And it's, take it for what it's worth. You know, if people can relate, great. You know, I, I, I'm probably going to hear some stuff from this. I'm going to probably gonna hear, hear good things ton. and some bad things. Lots of bad. And I, message me. Message me on Facebook. Most of you already know who I am on Facebook. And, uh, you know, message Todd. Uh, message Fat Easy Musky Product. You know... Leave me great. out of it. Yeah, leave Vance out of it. He doesn't want to hear. Instagram. Put it on Instagram. That's right. No, stay. I still don't even know how to do Instagram, but Vance does. Vance does that part of our business. Yes. Promotion. It's a part of the re A lot of this stuff just gets me worked up. That's why I don't like doing that social media stuff, you know? It's brutal. It's, just, uh, it's brutal. And it, it's it's a, a paranoid world. It is. And I'm, yeah. and, I mean, I you, see it, things that I get upset about that I'm not one to. I, I, will, I will discuss it with someone, or I'll give them my opinion. My opinion's probably not going to change. I'm pretty... Mm. <laughs> which I understand how people would look at the other way. They might not like my opinion, but, I mean, I guess when you've done it long enough, and you've done this stuff, you uh, get older, you don't... Uh, but I'm open. I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, that's rational discussions. You know, uh, Andy, another shout-out. We got. We, we should start, you know, when you do the Fat AZ and the, the Muddy Creek, we should always should say something about St. Croix rods. We're all using them. Yes, we're all we getting are. them. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're on the guide staff there, and uh, Vance is going to be doing some guiding. We're just going to touch on that real quick. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah I mean Vance is going to be helping up. Helping Muddy Creek this year, taking some of the overflow, and uh, he used the St. Croix, and he's got St. Croix, so we should do a shout out all the time to the St. Croix rods. I mean, made in the USA, and 
they've been I've been with them for a long time. Yeah, perfect. That's uh, trying to think. Use them all from all my crappy rigs all the way up to muskies. I have the most. They're all musky rods now. They're all musky rods. Yeah, the other ones are the other ones are collecting dust. Collecting dust. <laughs> Great. Well, I've said it six times already for the last half hour. We're gonna wrap this up. So, yeah. uh, Todd already hit Saint Croix rods, Fat Easy Musky products on Facebook, FatEasyMusky.com. Uh, friend request Todd Young on Facebook or MCFishingGuides.com is the website, and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. Like that. Get in touch with us. Uh, hope to hear from you guys. Thanks, and uh, hope, until next week, uh, good luck fishing. Good luck fishing. <laughs>